Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopal. And as always, I bring you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the Cincinnati Reds. First team in Major League Baseball history. Now, if you found the show, do me a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I am up to 794 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. So if you're watching on Bengals Nation or on Bearcat Country, do me a favor, or Bucknuts, do me a favor. Go to the YouTube channel, Sports of Strawberry Ice. Subscribe there. Like the word subscribes up top, click it, make it sure it changes colors, hit the bell for the notification and comment there. That way your name pops up. And every time I go live, you guys will be notified. Now this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, we got some Bengals news. First, I'm just going to get into the schedule. Uh, this is the home schedule uh, in mo- no particular order. we got the Ratbirds, Browns, Green Bay, Chiefs, Chargers, Vikings, Squealers, and Jaguars. Away, Ratbirds, uh, Bears, Browns, Denver, Lions, Raiders, Squealers, and Jets. It's not, in, I would say, a particularly easy schedule. Um, especially, I'm kind of surprised of how it's not since we've only won four games. But, you know. It is what it is. You got to play the games. You got to win them. All right. Let's get into Zach Taylor and his decisions. All right. Zach is expected, or Zach, excuse me. Zach says he expects a winning record next year. He says, I'm tired of losing. Well, Zach, welcome to the club. We all are tired of losing. Now, with that in mind, coaches and players, Zach kept his comments very general saying those evaluations are taking place over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Which are, uh, and he's going to be reviewing those coaches and players and which ones he will take to the next season. And he said he has to say so on his staff, which he wouldn't talk about specifically assistance retained although indications are that he's keeping his coordinators uh reports have identified only a handful of position coaches moving on including both line coaches both your defensive and offensive line coaches now my question for for Zach is you are 625 and 1 with a 203 winning percentage in 2 years our defense lost us Lots of games we should have won this year. Lou Amardillo wanted to play a 3-4. Never played it. We signed guys at free agency to play that. He never played it. He would back off wide receivers, back off running backs, back off everybody, not blitz that much, and let guys run up and down the field. And when the Bengals actually got the lead, he'd back off even more. He would play the prevent defense. And the only thing the prevent defense does is prevent you from winning. But yes, by all means, let's bring back Armadillo, especially after the performance that they had yesterday, or excuse me, Sunday. God awful, 400 and something yards in rushing that they gave up. I don't understand. I don't get it. I, I don't. I find it hard to imagine that. Okay, say Zach, Zach says he's in charge of 
the coaches and everything, which is great. That's cool. You're in charge of you should be. Why are you keeping them? Why are you keeping Armadillo? I mean, you better get rid of Jim Turner. I mean, you better. <laughs> because he talked you into keeping this offensive line the way it was. Now, I'm just a guy with a YouTube show. And I hope to God I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Bengals have a great year next year, have a playoff winning year next year. I hope Armadillo proves me wrong and I'll say his name right. But I am also the guy that said Bobby Hart is not a very good right tackle and that they need to replace him. I'm also the guy that said I'm not very confident on this offensive line. But again, I said I hope I'm wrong because I'm just a guy with a YouTube channel. And what do I know? Apparently, I know more than the Bengals do sometimes. Not that I do every time. My thing is, I just don't understand how you can keep Lou. How you can pretty much keep virtually your entire coaching staff, let alone Mike Brown, why are you keeping Zach, when you are 6-25-1. and one. You have a worse winning percentage than David Shula and Hugh Jackson. That should tell you something right there, that He's not a very good coach. 625 and one is unacceptable. I don't, I don't, I don't believe this. Anyway, uh, you can, you said trying to ring in, click on the top of the chat row, very top. It says uh, the live link is here. Click on that and you can come in. If that doesn't work, I'll try to, I can just put it in here. If you can't find it, hold on a second. Let me do this real quick and I'll put it in, in the chat. And it should be able to join. All right, that, try that one. All right, let's see here. Uh, right, Crown, how does Luke keep his job? I agree with you. I do not understand what he sees in him. You know, I, there's been multiple times where, like I said, the biggest one I'll say is that Indianapolis game. He lost us that Indianapolis game. It was ridiculous. Scubby, no way we have a record, winning record in 2021. Tough schedule. Maybe six wins. Uh, it's not looking very good. I mean, I would be more. And this is another thing that I I, I I can't believe Mike Brown is just missing the boot on this. All the momentum and everything they built up last year with getting Joe Burrow and all, you know, the hype and everything were going to be good. It's all gone. It's all gone. Nobody, no, very, I won't say nobody, very few of this fan base believes in Zach Taylor. I don't think any of us believe in Armadillo. So to get the fan base back, get it excited, you should make a coaching change, or at least Zach should change something on his staff if he's coming back, which he's not. So I don't understand how you can justify this, keeping Armadillo. Dennis, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm looking forward to watching the Strawberry Ice podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. Uh, I, I thought it was a Bengals talk one. <laughs> But I appreciate you, Dennis. Thanks for the shout-out, brother. All right. Um, Bengals report. Well, the defense of line was bad. It is better. It does better in – wait. If it does better in 2021, maybe that will help our defensive defense and Lou can become more aggressive in play calling. I hope that happens. I, that's, the, that's the only hope we have, that these guys address the offensive and defensive lines we pray to God that the coaches get it right because it's, I mean, you can't bring back the same group of people. I don't, I really don't think they will. I mean, as far as players, I think they're going to be 
aggressive in free agency, again, like they were last year. And when we get two of our biggest free agents to play, hopefully the whole year, Trayvon uh, Wayne and uh, DJ Reader, that will help. But it's going to be uh, Zach is gutless, fourth in inches in a meaningless game for us, well behind the scoreboard, and he opts for a field goal. That man hasn't got the balls <laughs> to be a head coach. This is why he won't sack Armadillo. I couldn't have said it any better, to be honest. <laughs> Skippy, Skippy or Scrumpy, however you say your name. I Yeah, I said this yesterday. We were down 17 points. We are down 17 points. It's the last game of the season. You just won your last two games. You're playing with house money. First of all, run it on third down. And then if you don't get it, run it on fourth down and try it again. Okay, the thing is, if you are going to throw it on third down, then you better be ready to go for it on fourth down. Not kick a field goal when it's you're 17 points down. That doesn't make any sense. There's so much stuff that he's done that just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Brad, what do you got here? You wish we could get Wade Phillips. Yeah, as D, D coordinator? Yeah, that would be – I would love D, uh, Wade Phillips as uh, D coordinator. He has been – a great defense coordinator wherever he has been. And that's the type of guy that I think Zach needs. He needs a veteran coach. I, you know, I still, it's crazy as it sounds, I still think if we get the right players, I still think Zach and this coaching staff can win. It's not looking too good, but there's been stuff that he's done that I agree with, that some people don't. Like the whole trading of Carlos Dunlap, him and Carlos did not get along at all. For some reason, it didn't. It, it, whatever Carlos is doing in Seattle, he wasn't going to do it here. And with the productivity that Carlos was giving us, and the amount of money that we owed him, we weren't going to get much for him. So I know people keep complaining about the trade and everything, and I put that on Carlos. If Carlos could have can do that. In Seattle, why in the hell couldn't he do it here in Cincinnati? I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand, but we'll see. Let's see here. What do you got? Brown. Uh, the Browns won't have. Yeah, Kevin. Yes, for the wild card. Yep, I heard that, and that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. They're going to be going there in their first playoff game in forever, and they won't have their, their head coach. I mean, I think he's going to be on a Zoom call somewhere, <laughs> in my opinion, telling whoever is, quote, unquote, in charge, the interim coach, to uh, to the plays and what to do. Facebook user, do me a favor, as always, go to the YouTube channel, Sports Strawberry Ice, subscribe, and put your questions there, and it'll pop your name up. What do I think about Polly G? Well, Paul Gunther, um, he did good here for – a year, but he was also the defense coordinator when everything blew up on us in 2015 and he couldn't get control of the defense and Vontaze Burfitt hit Antonio Brown in the head, Adam Jones out of the field, so and he hasn't done all that great with the Raiders. When he did really well is when we he was the assistant coach with Zim. So sometimes when you're the assistant coach to the man, <laughs> he 
you look good. And then you get your, you get their players on and everything. And then when you got, you know, you got your own players and you are in charge, you know, I don't think he's a bad defense coordinator. I mean, put it this way. I would take him over Armadillo. <laughs> I would take almost everybody over Armadillo. All right, we're going to bring one of our P1 callers in. Natty, what's up, brother? What's going on? Hey, Jeff. Uh, sorry about earlier. No, that's all right, man. Yeah, Nat, if you guys don't know, Natty tried to come on the show about an hour ago when I when we weren't even on the air. <laughs> but I like your enthusiasm, though, Natty. What's up, man? I mean, uh, could we have expected anything else, Jeff, being realistic? I realistically I did real yes realistically yes I did not expect Armadillo to be back realistically I'm like I don't know how you keep him back but this also kind of reminds me of Marvin's first couple years um do you remember the offensive coordinator that he or he kept or was made to keep from the previous regime I cannot remember his name but he was our OC for like the first two years and it finally, Marvin finally talked Mike Brown into letting him go. <laughs> so it kind of reminds me of that. But for what Mike Brown is trying to accomplish, I think it does surprise me. And I, f- for what Zach is trying to, he says he wants to win and we're going to win next year. Okay. Well, what you've done the last two years hasn't worked. You're six and 25 and one. So normal people would change something. I mean, hell, the Chargers fired their coach and he won the last four games. So, I, yeah, I, maybe I'm crazy, but, yeah, I expected something different. If I'm being honest. The way I read that uh, that message he put out is like, this is what you guys asked for, so this is what we're going to do. It's, it's almost like telling you to eat crap, almost. Yeah. Uh, I read that was... statement and I'm out. And he was being, he was taking a passive aggressive shot at the fan base. I, I personally think because last two years ago, we forced his hand to get Marvin Lewis out. And it's like this thing where, like, oh, you guys wanted me to change coaches. Now I changed and now we're going to stick with it. I'm like, yes, Mike Brown, we wanted you to change coaches, but we wanted you to change a coach that's actually going to win. I don't care how old he is. Right. Just to put a winning product out there. So we at least can be entertained on a Sunday instead of uh, coming right into the halfway point of the season going, when is this going to end? Right. Right. Exactly. I, I, yeah. He puts stuff in weird. I mean, he uses the word bullish. I mean, who uses that word anymore? <laughs> We're bullish on Zach Taylor coming back next year and the foundation that he's built. I'm like, what foundation has he built? And yeah, it was kind of like, well, you guys wanted me to change. So here you go. Which I, I mean, Dude, Marvin was here for 16 years. He didn't win a playoff game. You had he had the last two years were terrible. I mean, our defense was historically bad. So if he's blaming us for making mm-hmm. him, which which honestly, look, we're the fan base. We're the ones that pay the money. We're the reason you have a team, Mike. So yes, you should be trying to appease the fan base. It's not oh hey we're the Bengals. We'll just throw out whoever we want. And you guys got to show up. And I could have been sold Marvin Lewis again because at least with Marvin, we knew what we were going to get. We were going to get a, a, a team that was going to be above 500 most of the time. And we were going to get a, a well-coached team, although, you know, we did give away some games at the end. But yeah. Marvin Lewis was a good coach. 
Oh, he was. Yeah. You know, somewhere else, he might even be a better coach. But yeah, well, I think we're about to find out. <laughs> I think he's going to get another job. You can't sell Zach Taylor to me. I'm just like, I've seen two years of this, and it's been constant uh, examples of him getting outcoached. And the, I, I honestly think the last two games where we won, the Steelers weren't taking us that seriously. They're like, it's the, it's the Bengals. And then right. Texans didn't really take us seriously either. And they took advantage of that, and he was able to co- outcoach the other team. But it might have just been a thing where both of those teams were kind of on a on a downward trajectory for a little bit. Yeah, I, I like I said, I hope I hope this wasn't fool, fool's gold, you know, with the two wins. But the two things that Zach did that I really liked, you know, he ran Finley for some dumb reason. The Steelers, Squealers couldn't figure it out, and then we had the screens. With Geo and multiple running backs, and they couldn't, for some reason, they couldn't figure that out. So, I, there, like I said, there are games like to me, the game that I like to point to is where I think how Zach Taylor wants his team to look is the Tennessee Titan game. Now, that's a good team. That's a good. They're going to they're going to the playoffs, and we beat them. And it really it was we beat them pretty handily. It wasn't really, you know, uh, it was never really in doubt. I always kind of look to that where everything, I mean, everything went right. And that's the way their Zach wants them to play. And that's the way they, they played. So that, but yeah, for the optimist in me, cause I always have to be some kind of somewhat optimistic. We will have Joe Burrow. I'm saying game one. I, I really do think he's going to be back game one. Now the problem is Trey Hopkins. He's not going to be back game one. So we got to figure out who in the world is our center until Trey comes back. So, you if if they could fix the offensive line, which I seriously in two picks they could fix it. I mean, if, if they pick the kid from Oregon and they can get a guard in the second round, they could fix the offensive line if they all pan out like we think they will. Or they could sign a couple free agents and fix it that way and address the you know defense in the in the draft as well. But I mean, as far as fixing the lines go, which is the two biggest problems this team has, there's lots of linemen in this draft: offensive linemen, defensive linemen, throughout this entire draft. So it should be pretty easy for the Bengals to fix the problem. Now, the other thing you got to take into consideration, which is what I know Mike Brown's saying, we had a ton of injuries, which he's right. We did. We had a ton of injuries. But other teams overcome injuries. If you're a really good team, you should overcome injuries. Obviously, we're not a really good team. So if you put all that together, there is a chance that the Bengals could be good next year and Zach Taylor could figure this out. I'm not – I'm just – throwing out the optimistic optimistic version of it. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> I I hope I'm right as far as that goes. But like I said, I wasn't wrong about the offensive line. And I don't think I'm wrong about Armadillo. I don't think – I think his defense I, – I, if you get the right guys and you still can't figure out how to use them, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I don't think Armadillo ever figured out how to use what he had. And I think um... – there's a apparently there's a statistic out there that actually determines how much injuries impact your winning percentage, mm-hmm. and already are the injuries impacting our winning percentage was almost you like it almost didn't really make a difference. So that that excuse of injuries yeah. like yes I get it but, but we were hurt, it's just but an excuse honestly, we've been hurt for like yeah. six or seven years yeah it's an excuse and uh, I get why they would try to do that but in my opinion. If you if you're gonna commit to Zach Taylor, well then I want them to just 
just to be running out of a heavy set now. Start, mm -hmm. you know, bring in a fullback. Start, you know, have a three-headed monster with Mixon, P. Ryan, and Giovanni Bernard. Yeah. You know, give Joe Burrow some time to get back into the offense and just start, mm -hmm. you know, do what Cleveland does. Just run the ball. If we're going to beat you. We're going to beat you by running the ball. Right, you know, exactly. Force it down your neck. Exactly. So that's, that's what I think they should do. All right, Natty, as always, I enjoy the call. We, call. we got the, the star of the show, Ken from yesterday, wants to, wants to jump on. So I'm going to have All to right, let you later. go. Later, later man. Good. Thanks. Yeah. All right, Ken. Let's see hey, hey, Jeff, can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's up, brother? I can't see you, but I, I can hear you. I can see you, but I don't know if you can see me. Nope, can't see you, but we can hear you, so it's all good. What's going on, man? Well, uh, I appreciate you letting me uh, come back on your show and everything. Uh, the, your, the last host or, or guest you had on there uh, hit it, hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. Uh, he said draft a, a fullback. Uh, have you noticed that uh, one thing I've noticed, is it against uh, NFL uh, regulations to have a two-back set? The Bengals always line in that one back set. And, you know, you got two great running backs. Right. And they never put them in the same, on, on mm -hmm. the play at the same time. Never. Well, I'll, put, I'll bring that. That, that's, uh, that brings you back to Bengals history. You, you, I know you remember this, but you remember Icky Woods and James, James Brooks? How many times were they in the backfield in, 80, in 88? A lot. Right. And, I, I do honestly, I thought about that a lot. I'm like, and I, I've never seen the Bengals do that again. Well, we have that combination with 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 uh, uh, Geo and with Mixon. Well, I mean, Geo obviously is Brooks, and uh, Mixon is is Woods. I mean, we got we got that combination. So, why do they take advantage of it? And when Geo was or when Mixon was playing, Geo they didn't use him that much, and I never ever understand why they just forget about him. It makes no sense to me. And, and as I said, you know, and as you know, and. Uh, all of us have talked about this. I just wish, you know, Mike Brown and them would pay attention to the fans' uh, concerns and their ideas. Right. Because it, I think they're worth listening to. Yes. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with constructive criticism. We, no. we fans, we're not stupid. Right. We see from an outside perspective, even though we are fans, we see from an outside perspective what's going on. Uh I wanted to do this if I could. I, I have the entire uh, quote of what uh, Mike Brown said. Yeah, and, go and for it. The fans, would, the fans would understand why Armadillo, Chicken Armadillo, was, wasn't going to be fired. Yep. We're going to get more next year of the prevent def, de, defense, Chicken Armadillo defense, which is proven not to work. No smash mouth, uh, uh, bump and run coverage. None. Right. Nope. Makes no sense to me. Period. But here's what Mike Brown said uh, for the audience, and I'm not trying to uh, uh, steal your thunder, Jeff. No, go for it, man. It's all you. Go he for said, it. He said this uh, for the audience: Our fans wanted a fresh, new direction two years ago, and that is what we aim to do in hiring a bright, energetic head coach in Zach Taylor. He said in a statement released by the team, we remain bullish on the foundation Zach is building. <laughs> we look forward to next year giving our fans the winning results we all want. What foundation? Zach, I mean, yeah, 
I cannot believe that he made that statement. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what? He, he's basically saying he's satisfied with mediocrity play and losing. He's satisfied with 625 and one, a 203 winning. That's percentage. right. We're heading in the right direction. Okay. That, that's not good enough. <laughs> no, no, I agree. That's not good enough. That's that's not going to get it done. And I, like I say, he wants 2026 is coming around here. And I don't, I, don't, I know you're down there in uh, South Carolina, but they, they had the stadium lease coming up. And I know he wants to get a new, not a new stadium, but a new lease. Well, they need a new stadium. It's outdated and everything. Look at the other stadiums. Look yeah, well, what they, the, uh, they, Las they Vegas they, did when the Raiders came to town. Look, have you seen that stadium? Oh yeah, stadium it's awesome. Art. We're we're still paying for the stadium here. <laughs> That's the problem with with us. It was all built on taxpayer money. That's and because I, they haven't uh, they haven't really won. They haven't right, never right. you know ever since yeah. the eighties left. They haven't really been a Super Bowl contender. They no, we had, we had that we had that five year run, which was awesome of the, all the playoff losses. But that's the best run we've had since '88. But I mean that that's where I'm like, um, yeah, I, I see you, I see you there, Jack Bob K. Just hang on a second, I, I'll get you on here in a second. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. what was I saying? Uh, but so and that's where I think that Mike Brown. That's where his statement surprises me because I know he wants to get a new. Lease, you know, and that's one of the biggest reasons I think he fired Marvin and hired Zach and did all this stuff and went through all these free agents and everything. And I think the way Mar- Mike Brown thinks, well, I did all this and it still didn't work. <laughs> so, but that's the thing. It's just, just because it doesn't work doesn't mean you don't keep trying. And that's kind of like where I'm at with him keeping Zach Taylor. Well, it didn't work, but maybe it'll work next year. Like that's the sign of insanity. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expect different results. So, true. I, I, so I don't know why Mike thinks it's going to be different. I mean, I pray to God it is. I hope I'm wrong, but I, just with with the stadium lease coming up and everything, that statement surprises me because you can take it. Lots of fans have taken it at. Well, this is what you wanted, so we got a new coach. So I'm not doing nothing. There you go. And that's just not the way it should be. I'm, if I could, I've got some uh, dates for you that are important for 2021 and. Uh, uh, the free agency period begins on March 17th, actually, before yep. before before the NFL draft. But here's the dates that are coming okay. that are important. February 3rd through March 9th, you have the franchise transition, transition player designation period. Right. March 17th, 2021, the, uh, new, uh, le- the new year begins for the league. That's when the free agency period begins. Our April 5th, start of all-season workouts for teams with new head coaches. April 19th, start of all-season workouts with teams with encumbered coaches. April 23rd, last day of free agent signing period. April 28th, last day to match offer sheets for restricted free agents. And then April 29th to uh, May 1st, the 21-21 NFL draft, which, by the way, uh, fans, it's going to be held in good old Cleveland, Ohio. Yep, it's gonna be up there. Hey, yeah, what's up, Jack? Welcome to the show, buddy. I just wanted oh, to man. say, who day? We day. These Ravens day. Now I got something else to say. What's up, buddy? Um, what is it? I might the only one that thinks Cleveland could beat Pittsburgh. Uh yeah, because <laughs> uh, I mean, Pittsburgh, I think, Pittsburgh almost came back everyone, on them with their backup quarterback. <laughs> so, everyone's yeah. an upset. Everyone's an upset. And, I think the Bills. I think and, Bills lose to Indianapolis. 
And Cleveland doesn't have their head coach. Well, I think Buffalo will beat, lose Indianapolis. I think my Ravens will shred Tennessee. I think uh, the Seahawks will beat the Rams. And I think the Bears upset New Orleans. You got a lot of upsets. I don't, I don't think the Bears are winning. Um, I, I Look, I would love the Browns to beat the Squealers. I can't see any Squealers, but I don't see it happening because, like I said, they damn near came back and won it with their backup quarterback. And yeah, they, the Browns had all their players. So, yeah. We'll, yeah we'll I'm going to watch the Browns. What's well, up, I'm Cap? Browns. What I'll get off soon because I know I just got on here, but I don't want to bother your conversation. We're at Ken Riley. Does, do you think he gets the next year? What, the Hall of Fame? Yeah. No. I, he should. He should already be in the Hall of Fame, but no. I don't think any Bengals is getting in. He's top five. He's top ten. Top, he, he's top, he's top ten, right? He's top five oh, top in five. interceptions still. Yes, he was three. He was third when he when he retired. He's top five. Yeah, that's, okay. it's ridiculous that Ken Riley is not in the Hall of Fame, but no, I don't think he will. They, they don't yeah. give the Bengals uh, – we got one, and we should be happy with that, I guess. <laughs> Man, um, they give the Browns more Hall of Famers than you guys. Not here lately. <laughs> not here lately. Well, I mean, the Browns had some pretty good Hall of Fame players back in the day. So. Yeah. Okay, I'll go, man. Thanks for having me on for a little bit. All right, brother. See ya. Thumbs up. <laughs> so what else you got, Kenny? You're saying something about putting a petition out there or something? I, I, I You said that before uh, the show. Yeah, fans don't give up. But, you know, as I said, the fans should matter. Fans are to do something to get the attention of the, this ownership. Start a petition up and say, look, uh, we know you're bringing back uh, basically the entire coaching staff, but at least do this. Fix this O-line and uh, defensive yeah. line problem. It's got to be dealt with. Uh, yeah. I've got a, a plan here myself, and I've got a list of players to keep an eye on other than we all know that uh, Panay Sewell's uh, considered the top offensive tackle, but there's some other people out there to keep an eye on. Right. Uh, Rashawn, Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Yep. Christian Darsall, offensive tackle uh, at Virginia Tech. And here's one that the scouting department put a big star by, Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle from Michigan. He's versatile. He can play right tackle. And left tackle, great run blocker, great p- pass blocker. Mm-hmm. Don't that sound like you know that's that, uh, you know sounds perfect. Perfect. And and the beauty of this, he's projected to be a late first round draft pick to mm-hmm. early second round draft pick. Remember what I said? You know, if, if we're not going to end up, we're not going to end up being able to draft Penny. Yep. We need to trade that pick and trade down to pick up some more picks. Why not? Right. Well, I say, I'll, I'll reference what what uh, another caller said a couple weeks ago. Uh, uh, I think it was Keith. I think I was there. But what he said is, is if you fix the offensive defensive line, that makes everybody else better. You know, that exactly. makes average it makes average wide receivers better. And with Joe Burrow as your quarterback, that he's going to make average wide receivers better. So we don't necessarily need to get the big shiny toy of Chase or Pitts. Or any of these other guys. I mean, it'd be nice to get them, but if we get a great offensive line and a great defensive line, that's going to. So- I, I I swear to you guys, if they do that, that'll solve 99 percent of the problems. Now, if the coaching staff can't coach them, that I can't fix. But if they draft the right guys or sign them as free agents, we could be a playoff contention team because there is talent on this team. If you give 
picks holes to run through, which he's never had since he's been here, he's going to go for 1,500 yards easily. We got to address the we got to address the the weaknesses of this team. Uh, some other uh, uh, 2021 uh, defensive linemen to take a take a strong look at Marvin Wilson from uh, I believe it's Florida State. He's a top defensive lineman. He's projected to be a top number 15 pick. Jay Tafili, who is strong against the running, he can really push the pocket. Right. What do you think about these guys? Who you got? Ideas. I think uh, uh, Jeremy said he wants to dra draft the best of available player. I think it's more than just that. Draft, draft the best available player where you have a need. Yes, where you have a need. Well, well I say, one, one thing I say about that is is we're we're me and Jer Jeremy are I think preface what Jeremy was saying is if we stay at five and Suell is not there, we don't want to be reaching for an offensive lineman that we could have got lower in the draft. So I go to your point where we should then trade, you know, down to get that. But if the Bengals don't, then I don't, I don't want them reaching for a guy that shouldn't have been pay, you know, drafted that high. You should draft, you know, guys that are slotted in that area. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the problem is though, the Bengals have not been aggressive during the draft. Normally they stay right where they are, and and they'll reach for a player. They're not afraid to reach. John Ross is a pro, a, a prime yeah. example. Yeah, they reach. Now that draft exactly. pick, that draft pick, the way I understand it, Jeff. Yeah, that was all. That was all Mike Brown's idea. Oh, it was Marvin and, Lewis because you can tell Marvin Lewis didn't even play him <laughs> the first what well, two years. Why did they here? draft this guy? I, you you, you got to have a reason. That's just what I'm talking about. If you have a need, mm -hmm. you got to need. This offensive line problem goes way back even when Carson Palmer was with the Bengals. They never fixed it. That's one of the reasons why Carson Palmer just uh, – he retired, threatened to retirement and got out of town. And yeah, today well, – One thing I say, they fixed it once Andy was here because they had a really good offensive line those, that five-year run. That was the best offensive line. Though. Yeah, well, I know that's – we talked about that yesterday. This team went downhill – when they had four guys, all free agents, they let all four of them go. They let Witt go, they let Zyra go, they let Marvin Jones go, and they let Sanu go. They let all four of them go and had no plan to replace them. Their plan to replace Whitworth was the swing gate of Boehe, who was terrible. That he was, was injured. Their plan. Yeah, they drafted him uh, an injured player. Right. right. It didn't make any sense. They could have got him second, third round. That's a reach there. That's yes. a reach. Right. Well, and the thing is, I, I, at the time they did it, I was kind of okay with it because our offensive line was was set. You know, it was good, and he got injured in college. And if he didn't get injured in college, he would have been a higher first round pick. So I was kind of I understood why they kind of took a chance on him, but they could have taken a chance on him in the second round. He probably still would have been there, you know. So that that was a reach, definitely a reach for for where they drafted him at. I understand why they drafted him because of the potential that he had, but he's never you know, never got back to the way he was in college. So I understood never. that to, to a certain extent, but the whole John Ross one, yeah, I never, that was a reach because they had no plan. They, what they should have done. Like, I understand they had four free agents. You, they can't sign all four, but they should at least sign two of them, you know, sign, you know, Whitworth, sign Sanu or Jones. You know, you can't let two of the guys or just sign your two offensive linemen. There's two starting offensive linemen. You got to remember that. Zeitler was a guard. 
and Whitworth was the left tackle. Sign those two at least. I mean, that's the the more important thing is your offensive defensive lines, and that's why I never understand why Mike Brown does not get that. It drives me freaking nuts. <laughs> I have a little quote, if you would allow me to quote this, and I'm not trying to to hog the show, but uh, it's a quote about Vince Lombardi. I think it's fitting. Mm-hmm. It is fitting here. And Vince Lombardi said this. He said, if you aren't fired up with enthusiasm, you'll be fired with enthusiasm. <laughs> now, exactly. now, this, this, uh, the, this, what he told Mike Brown, told the Bengals nation here, did he seem fired up to you? Did he no. say, hey, when does guys, Mike Brown I, ever I mean, this is a terrible season, but we're going to get this, this ship headed in the right direction. We're looking yeah. forward to next year and the yeah. NFL draft. We're going to be making some big moves. You don't hear that. You, it, he just said this. He said, uh, uh, he said to the fact that that adversity and hard work will help us next. We'll, he says, we'll enter the offseason look to shore up our weakness. He didn't say to fix the problem. He said to shore up our weakness and amplify the strengths of our talented young core. We're not discouraged, but to still feel motivated and confident next year we will reap, reap the benefits of the work that has been done today. I mean, I – <laughs> I, 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 look, I, I keep saying if I'll say, say it again, if they fix that offensive defense line, he could be right, but they've got to fix that. That is the only, only chance in hell they got of fixing this, this thing and, and being a winning culture. And why, why Mike Brown answers stuff like that? And yeah, he, have you, I have a question for you. Have you ever seen Mike Brown excited about anything ever? He's got to be – I've actually uh, written Mike Brown and gotten <laughs> letters from him, and I've also uh, spoken to his son, really? Paul Brown Jr. Really? And stuff. Paul Brown Jr., uh, he's really nice and everything and, and everything. Uh, but I just believe, you know, the problem that we're having, it's more than just changing coaches and drafting certain players – because all that is controlled too much by management. The management what? front office, there's just that, too much. The interesting thing there. is Zach, Zach said, and I have to go on his word, he said he's in charge of who he picks for his coaching staff. Now, wow. from what I've noticed the last couple of years, I think Duke Tobin is, is 99% in charge of picking the players. Is what it seems like to me. I mean, that's that's who we saw last year going into the draft. We always saw was Duke Tobin, and we saw Zach Taylor. Never saw Mike Brown. You know, didn't see anything. And, and I, what I think Mike Brown does is he, he kind of like does what Jerry Jones does. He falls in love with a player, but you can't talk Mike Brown out of it. Like Jerry Jones fell in love with uh, Johnny Manziel. He got talked out of drafting him. And uh, Cowboy fans are extremely glad he did. I don't think Mike, I think once Mike Brown makes his mind up on a player like John Ross, you can't change his mind. And and Marvin Lewis' way of showing him that he was wrong is not playing him. <laughs> so I agree with you that I think Mike Brown does have say so in it, but I don't think he has as much as he used to. It just just going by what the drafts drafts have done. The dra- you know, the way the drafts have gone, I think, and the way and the people that have been in front of the camera, you know, and and, and ones who have to explain why they drafted who they did, you know? Are you aware that I, I just learned this today, 
What's up? Trey Hawkins suffered an ACL tear in yes. the Ravens game. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. More great news for us Bengals yep. fans. Now, it makes, you know. So that's, well, that's, three, about, that's, that's three offensive line we got to try to figure out now. because We need to I, fix this. Line. I don't think he's going to come back. It takes a lot here. longer for these big offensive linemen to come back from an ACL mm-hmm. tear as compared to yep. a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't and think, the funny thing is. When I, I I saw that where it was Zach reported that yesterday on his press conference. Hopkins walked off the field. I mean, he was limping a little bit, but it wasn't. They didn't cart him off or anything. I'm like, that's why I was completely shocked. I'm like, are you kidding me? He tore his ACL. I thought maybe he, ACL. Yeah, I thought he might have like twisted his knee and you know or twisted his ankles. It wasn't that big of a deal, but freaking tore his ACL. So, in my opinion, now we got three offensive linemen. You got to try to fix. You got to find another tackle. And so, and you you put if you get Suell, you put Suell at left, you put General at right. I think you got to get another guard. If you don't do that, you have to find a center because Billy Price is not a center. He cannot play a center until Hopkins come back. If Hopkins comes back next year, because like you said, he's a big guy. It's going to take him longer. Plus, it was the last game of the year, so he's only got this whole offseason to get surgery, rehab, and, and get back. And I don't see it happening before game one. So, in my opinion. We got three linemen to fix. If they don't do that, if you're only going to take two, then you got to find a center. And <coughs> excuse me, and you got to find a, a left tackle because um, Spain and Serafili, I think, are serviceable serviceable at guards. If I would still rather them get one, but if you don't get three, my, my it's switch. You got to get a tackle and you got to get a center as far as the offensive line goes. That, that has to happen. Got to, you know. Uh, uh, the thing is, too, uh, that this team does not have no identity. No. If you were to ask uh, any fans, are we a running team? Or are we a passing team? What are we? We don't know. <laughs> you, you take if you if you mention name the Tennessee Titans, what's oh, the yeah. first thing that comes to your mind? Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. A, a Every tra- time you mention the Bengals. <laughs> when when uh, Joe Burrow's out there, yeah, you know, people think Joe Burrow. Right. They had this they, I, this stuff here. I knew it was going to happen. Just disaster waiting to happen. They had this kid uh, throwing 40 to 50 times a game. Right. I'm telling you, this guy, after some of these games, he probably had to get a shoulder rub like you you never <laughs> even but his armor's probably right. wore out. Now, one thing I'll say to me, the re- and my my def- and I seem like I always try to defend Zach, and I'm not trying to, but. That's on Duke Tobin because Duke Tobin didn't have an offensive line where our running backs could run because that was everybody said we need to run the ball, we need to run the ball. But if there's no holes, you can't run the ball. If you run at first down, second down, you don't go anywhere, you gotta throw it, you gotta drop back and throw it. So if you figure out like most games, we're not running the ball. That's why if you notice Zach had Burrow just do a three-step drop, bang, get the ball out as fast as he could. That's what was happening for the majority of the season. And I, like I said, I think Zach used what he had, which he didn't have a very good offensive line and he knew it and he knew he couldn't run the ball because he did try. But so that's where I'm like, if they can fix that, I think Zach has the potential to, to work, to, to optimize the talent he has. Cause he didn't have enough talent in the right areas. There's a lot of talent on this team, they're just not in the right areas. Like again, the offensive and defensive line. Well, you know, they got to change the game plan too. It's great to try to spread them out. 
I've, I, I've watched and I've been at the Bengals game and I've noticed this. Are they really a spread offense? When I see receivers crowded all in the same area, that de- the, the opposing defense can key off on that. They've got to start uh, doing some well, running. That's another thing. Change they, that. Make use they, of the personnel. Again, that goes that goes back to the offensive line. They really couldn't spread them out because he had to have tight ends and everybody in there to protect Burrow. So he really, I don't think, could spread them out like he wanted to do. You know, because as I said, everything that they wanted to do and were trying to do was hampered by this offensive line. You know, you can't run the ball. You can't, I mean, literally, the only thing that they could do consistently was take a three-step drop and throw the ball. That's the only thing that consistently worked. They, bad, said, bad game plan. Well, bad it's, bad, game it's, plan. Bad, it's a bad game plan, but he's working with what he had. It's a bad offensive line. You well, know, well he, you know, that's management's fault right there. Right. No, that, I agree. That's what I said. That, they, that's, they, they should address this. If they sit back and they do nothing yeah, and don't be aggressive during free agency and go out and get go for Joe, Joe Tooney, get your guard spot right there. Get that fixed. Right. No, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you, that, but that's that's kind well, of where I, that's where I kind of I kind of find myself defending Zach, even though I think he should be fired. But if you really look at what he had to work with, that's all. Like you want the identity of the of the Bengals for for 2019 or 2020 when Joe Burrow was in there. The identity of the Bengals is Joe Burrow, three step drop and throw the ball. That was their identity. That's the most consistent thing they could do to get yardage and and. You know, we everybody, everybody during the years like, well, we're gonna get you know, go deep. Well, going deep, you have to take a five step drop. Burrow didn't have time to take a five step drop. You know, all true. And like I said, people say you want to run the ball. I agree. I think we should run the ball, but if there's no holes, and Mixon has to make a guy miss in the backfield consistently. It, you know, you can only do what you're good at, what your personnel is letting you do, and. This personnel was only letting them do a three-step drop, and that's it. So that's why I'm with you. They have got to fix this offensive line badly. And I want three of them. I need we need a tackle, we need a guard, and now we need a center. You know, at least a center that can that can be capable enough to handle it until uh Hopkins gets back. And then you gotta get your your defensive uh core. You gotta get some more. You got Reader, he'll be back, but you gotta get another guy because I think Gino is they're gonna release him. You have to get another guy with him next to him, next to Reader, to come up the middle, and you got to get some more edge rushers because you get pressure on that quarterback. That makes your secondary even better. You don't need as good of cover corners if you are getting to that quarterback. So, again, everything hinges on the offensive-defensive line. If you can run the ball and you can stop the run and you can protect your quarterback and you can sack theirs, you're more than likely going to win the game. I believe that, but you keep your eye on uh, – everyone keep your eye on Marvin Wilson and Jay Tefili, those two. Who's those Mar- are, where's Marvin Wilson from? He is, I think, from Florida State. Okay. Keep an eye on him. He's supposed to be one of the top defensive linemen projected top 15. Cool. Jay Tefili's with USC. Okay. He's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's to be an early second-round yes. pick. Yes. Okay. I, I, know who talk- I, n- I never got to watch him play because I didn't watch Pac-12 that much. They didn't play that much. But yes, I do know. I do know who you're talking about, about about him. He is projected to be a very high pick. Very good uh, I hope that we can land. We're going to have to probably, uh, like I said, your previous show. We're going to have to try to plug these holes, some of these holes on the O line. 
uh, during free agency. We got to do that because you're not, they're not going to be able to solve uh, all this during just for one draft. You can't. There are a well, lot of that, Yeah. That's why you got, they got to do it with the uh, free agent. That's what surprised me last year with when they signed who they, excuse me, who they signed in free agency was all on defense, which is fine. But then your first two picks have turned out to be pretty good picks, but they both got hurt in Burrow and Higgins. But then your third pick's a linebacker who Logan Wilson, he did okay. And then you did uh, Davis Gaither. All right. You know, why didn't they try to get that? That's when they should have got a tackle. So this year. They could have got it. I know. The, the guy from Houston was sitting there. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, no. That, that, yeah, that was the second round. That We would have had to take in him instead of Higgins, which honestly, I love Higgins, but we needed an offensive lineman, and they probably should have taken him. But, but uh, I I think it was the right move to get T. Higgins, though, considering, you know, uh, by the way, uh, I want to thank A.J. Green for all the many years and all the things he did for Cincinnati and stuff. And it's kind of sad, you know. Uh, That's I don't he think he's coming back. I don't no. think he's coming back because uh, they're not. Uh, he's not being utilized properly. Right. You notice his production went down. Went down because it was funny that he, him, and him and Burrow never really ho- hooked up. I was surprised by that. You know, well, he was getting double teamed, double teamed. Well, stuff. that he's and always been double teamed though. He's always been double teamed. He used to be able to. That's where I'm like, he his skill level isn't where it used to be. He's always Burrow, been double teamed. Like he's been able to beat him. him down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Now, this poses the question. Hmm? A.J. Green, more than likely, and the fans probably are with me on this, is going to be gone. What's going to happen uh, to T. Higgins then? Who's going to draw the double coverage then? Who's going to draw the double coverage? What's, what's it going to be like then? It'll be – it'll be. Um, oh, my goodness. Why well, can't think of the other wide receiver? Boy, um Boyd's the slot receiver. Yeah, Boyd. Yeah, but Boyd might have to have to move outside. That's you know, I don't. I don't. That's I don't. Unless they can draft Boyd. Boyd Frank is not on the outside though. Right. I yeah. I agree with you on that. I'd leave him at slot. Uh, T. Higgins uh, could be where he's at, but Mike Glenn, I think I would re-sign him. He he's got talent. Yeah. He's got speed. I he's got speed. Him. Uh, we're going right. to have to. You could draft a wide receiver later rounds. Yes, I would oh, love to yeah. have Jamar Chase. I'd love it, but you know. Oh yeah, but we need offensive linemen. Well, the thing is, if, if that's the thing, if, if you could sign some offensive linemen in free agency before the draft, then you probably then you could sign. You could draft Chase then, but you got to make sure you get the offensive line fixed before you go draft Chase or any of these other wide receivers. True. It won't be. Uh, it won't do any good to have Jamar Chase and have a the same shoddy offensive line here. Right. I mean, I don't think Burr's going to come back at the uh, start of the preseason. I think he'll come back after about the fourth game, regular season game. That's when I think you'll see him back. Who you talking? You talking about Burrow? Yeah, and that poses a question. I, I'm saying game one. I've been saying that. I, I'm sticking with that one, but we'll see. <laughs> so uh, an injury like that, he not only suffered an ACL, he suffered uh, a lot more damage than knee. And stuff, and it normally something like yeah, that uh, is it takes just, they say about a year. It was just an ACL and MCL. When they opened the knee up, there were no more other no other ligaments damaged. That was the report they were saying before he had surgery. After he had surgery, it was just an ACL and MCL, and everything else was it was fine. 
So it's still it's gonna bad. It's going to take at least a year, but, though. It's going to take at least a year. Carson Palmer was back, and he got injured in the in the playoff game, and he had the almost exact same injury. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I hope I hope I'm right. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, and if I'm not, the question yep. begs the question. You got to get a backup. Who would be the viable backup? We got uh, we got Dalton. It might be. It's been bad. I, I hey. suggested that. I suggested that. I, I'd be on the blowhorn. Hey, uh, guy, uh, would you like <laughs> to come back for Cincinnati? Right. I, I've actually suggested that one. So, Bring hey, Ken, on, on, on on that note, I'm gonna have to let you go because today's my anniversary. So I wanted to actually. I would try to only do a half hour show, but get the point where it's you guys are having so much fun talking to me. Thank you, sir. 24 years. My wife has put up with my crazy ass, so I need well, to get I've going. I've got a beautiful girlfriend. She's put up with me for over three years. And there she you go. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you as always. Hey, hey, don't be shy. Come on the show anytime you want, man. Hey, great show. Thank you, sir. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you. See ya. See ya. All right, guys. Like I said, it's my anniversary, so I want to get out of here. And I actually, I, I have so much fun talking and doing this. I love it. It's great. But I need to go spend time with my wife on our anniversary. 24 years. She's been putting up with me, and she helps me do all this stuff. So I'm going to hang out with her. Anyway, on that note, uh, I'll invite you guys to join the Facebook groups that I help run. They are Bengals Nation, Bearcats Country, Reds Country, Cyclones Country, and the Ohio State Bucknuts. I don't run that one, but I like it, and we've been a part of it. I know Jeremy wanted to come on today and talk about the Buckeyes. But we did Bengals talk, so that's just kind of the way the show went, Jeremy. Um, I will be pulling the sound off, putting it on the podcast later on today. Make sure you like, rate, review. Give me a five-star review. It's on pretty much everywhere. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, BeanPod, pretty much wherever you guys get your podcast. So if you missed any of the show today, obviously you can watch it back on YouTube, or you can go listen to it on the podcast. And then I invite you to follow me on all my social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then me and Jeremy do some silly TikToks that you guys might enjoy. We put a lot of them on the Ice Bar. If you guys have not joined the Ice Bar, it's a fun little group that we have. Just pretty much just shenanigans and silly stuff. You know, we talk sports. We talk beer. We talk chili. Just go check it out. Uh, YouTubers. Like I said, I'm at 794. I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you haven't subscribed yet, go to the channel hit the notification button hit the button for subscription make the word change color and you will be subscribed and every time i go live because sometimes i go live once something happens like if zach taylor would have gotten fired i would have went live right then and there the Bengals game sunday i went live right then and there so it's all sometimes like that's for my phone so it's not all set up and looks cool like this but other than that you guys have a wonderful day i'm gonna hang out with my beautiful bride and that's just sports baby see ya <laughs>